How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? Welcome back to Swibbling Rivalry, a podcast where friends and family like to come together to nerd out over various fandoms. Your co-host, Lady McFlora here, Andy and Walter. And a happy Halloween to all of our listeners out there. Hope you had a happy Halloween. Uh, we know we're now heading forth into November as we bridge between Halloween and Christmas. We're going to try and cover some of our favorite spooky octopus. Films. We kind of teased over Twitter at Squibblings that we were uh, watching some of our favorite Halloween films, whether that be horror films or just feel-good family Halloween-y kind of spooky octopus. But I do want to do a little housekeeping before we uh, oh, get going no. here. And so we're going to look at uh, our previous episode where we have been trying to give a shout out to October birthdays as we kind of finish off October here. And I didn't want to leave out last week's October 25th birthdays, which I did mention on Twitter. Can't forget about our favorite Toronto legend, Wendell Clark, formal Maple Leaf. He was born on October 25th, 1966. We also had October 25th, 1984, we had Katy Perry. Wow. Again, some of these aren't necessarily because the person stood out it was more so the date itself so uh, 1984 as we carry forward into the following day i'll just say that on october 25th 1978 was actually the release of halloween whoa the original that spawned a franchise with that's jamie, a long time ago yeah with jamie lee curtis wow. um so that's one of my favorite horror films and definitely a halloween theme obviously because of the title What's the scariest movie you've ever seen so this that kept you up at night? Yeah, I mean, we talk about our favorite horror films, and when I, when I get down the list from, you know, there's Alien, obviously, and then there's Scream. Scream was very scary, but to me, there's one that's scarier, and that's when you start heading into supernatural horror, which uh, is more of like your traditional ghost story, which I mentioned in a previous episode, and that would have to be The Shining. Oh, yeah, okay. How about yourself, Lady Patois? Um, this is so random. So the scariest thing I've probably ever seen, and I still think about it to this day, I don't even know the name of the movie, and it's like, it's a list horror. I don't even remember when I watched it, but I still think about it to this day. I'll tell you why. It's so scary. It was a mockumentary, so these two camera journalist men, they found out about a church that had a evil spirit or you know devil they were like the devil is here please come help us or come they they wanted coverage because no one cared and no one wanted help. it was a really bad movie like the whole time i was thinking but the end ends with they, they get to the church and the, obviously the spirit coming from the basement and they like open up this door it's a spiral stairs down and they decide to go they don't believe in it they're just camera people they're journalists and they go down and down and it just keeps going down and they're actually with a third person and the third person keeps going ahead and they're saying wait stop 
And I think that person was like their guide of the town, I think. And he keeps going and going and they go, you know, they're trying to get to him and they keep going down and down. Like he's oh. still going. And then they keep seeing him, like, and then he'd run and he looks weird. It's honestly talking about it right now. <laughs> and then they so they keep going and then it's getting smaller and smaller. Oh no. And then they get so small that they're like crawling and the person behind him is like, no, like stop. And he's like, we gotta find him. He's here. I just saw him. And he's crawling in. And it's so, it's just, now it's just the size of his body. And then all of a sudden he's like, okay, fine, let's go back. And they try and go back. And it's like, they can't. They're enclosed. Oh no. And then, this is gruesome. And then the, they start, it's like acid. They start burning. Their skin starts burning. Wow, this and is a nightmare. It was horrible. And then the movie ended. And I was just blown away. <laughs> it was like a B-list movie. It was a B-list movie? And what was it called, sorry? I don't know. Oh, wow. If We're going to have to find that one. If anyone knows this movie, please email us. SquibblingRivalry at Outlook.com or tweet us at Squibblings because I need to know what this was. It still, to this day, scares me. I think it was metaphorically Satan's stomach. Okay. Is that not what that would be? Because it, yeah, it's maybe. like acid in the stomach. I don't know. It could be, or you, you mentioned... Various things happen to these people. Maybe they were going through like the seven levels of hell or something. Oh, honestly, that moment where he is like, okay, fine, we'll go back like, way too late. Right. The pers- other person turns around and he goes, I can't. <laughs> Just like, close them. Like, this is death. It's That's like, super scary. It was so scary and it wasn't anything well known at all. I don't think anyone did. My goodness. So we're going to have to look into that one and find out, see if anyone out there can, can call out the name of this movie and. I don't know, maybe I'll give it a watch. help me. That's right, yeah. Well, that's the cool thing about horror films, and even comedies to some degree. I mean, you're looking at, you can definitely go down the rabbit hole of B-movies and find those gems that are sitting out there because they don't necessarily have to have that high production value that some of the other genres command. Mm -hmm. They're just, like, out to either make you jump scare or make you laugh. There's there's definitely some some room for some campy fun when it comes to horror or yeah. even comedy. But yeah, just to close off the discussion of October birthdays from October 25th, I wanted to talk about one more, and that's Pablo Picasso, because he wow. was born October 25th, 1881. And I know Lady recently been to Spain. Now, did they do anything in celebration for Picasso when he was there? Spanish painter Pablo Picasso was born October 25th, 1881. Um, and died in 1973. Whoa, he died in 1973? That's right. He was almost, I guess, almost. Okay, I didn't know that. And also, they did nothing for that. Well, I was, in, I was in Spain on that day. And I was in Barcelona, or on the way to Barcelona from Madrid. That's terrible. I'm hoping somewhere in Spain they did something. Yeah. Uh, well, but he, he's definitely one of the great October home. legends. Legends are born in October. And uh, so, talking about, you know, Picasso... And we mentioned up top Wendell Clark and Katy Perry. So the thing that I found interesting about her being born in 1984, and we had Halloween in 1978 saw a limited release back on this day, October 25th. So basically, you've got your classic slasher in Halloween coming out on October 25th. What came out on October 26th in 1984? Well, that would be The Terminator. Whoa. Dun, 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 dun. And that spawn a franchise love it or hate it some of the entries that have come since then but those first two similar to the first two alien films are classic and james cameron a true directorial vision where he took a sci-fi action film 
because that's how IMDb describes it. But he made a true horror film in The Terminator. I recently uh, watched it for Halloween. And you look at something like Halloween in 1978, and you've got that sort of, you've got a killer on the loose, an unstoppable force. And with The Terminator, you have the same thing, just replace really guns with the knives, and you've got The Terminator. So it definitely has a lot of those suspenseful horror beats, and it kind of walks that line between sci-fi action and horror. But uh, definitely, uh, as we start talking about some of our favorite Halloween films and horror films, The Terminator is definitely in the conversation for me, even if it's not considered a traditional horror. It still gives me the same creepy, spooky vibes. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I wouldn't consider it horror, but... Uh, have you watched the first one recently? No. Because there's a huge jump between The Terminator and T2 Judgment Day, and that's a similar jump to what Cameron did with Alien. When he made Aliens, he kind of focused more on the action blockbuster side of things. Mm -hmm. And so in 1991, when we get T2, it's definitely a bigger, more grandiose action film Mm -hmm. with still some horror elements when it comes to the Terminator, like the T-1000. But I think the original from 1984, it really feels like a horror movie, even right up until the end. Even in the climax when... You know, Sarah Connor is trying to escape the warehouse, and it's just that skeletal Terminator crawling through. He will stop at nothing to kill her. It it feels like a horror movie through and through. So I wanted to mention that one because I think I'm teasing that we're kind of going to dive into the Terminator franchise as we get closer to Terminator Dark Fate. So in terms of our favorite Halloween films, are there any that stand out to you? I was going to ask you, do you think The Purge is scary? I thought that scary. The idea of the purge is scary. It kind of comes off as, to me, anyways, as if you're watching a, oh. an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. In the sense that, like, you kind of got to get on board with this reality, like in most movies, you got to buy into the reality that they're establishing. And the idea that anything goes for a particular period of time—it's not 24 hours, right? It's, it's like, like 12. The next it's 12 the hours. Night. Uh, the, the, the dust. Right, dust till dawn. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is another good. Oh. From dust till dawn. But uh, The Purge, I did enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it to the extent where I've been watching all of the films that have come out. Oh, since. no, no. I think I've only seen about two. No, of that's them. one that after that I'm not watching. Yeah, movies. like I think the I, that's one where the idea is pretty unique in the yeah. sense that it makes for a good movie, but I'm not so uh, enticed by it that to sit in that world for, say, like a series of films or even a, a TV series. So. Okay, the next scariest thing was The Haunting of Hill House. Ooh. Did you watch it? I That's still on my list. Oh yeah. my god. It's the scariest show I've ever seen. It's actually that and the Weird B movie that we Oh, right, watch. yeah. We're still, we're still trying to figure out which one that one is. <laughs> uh, but Haunting of haunting oh Hill House? Oh my god, yeah, but it's ghost scary. Okay, yeah. But usually that doesn't really do much for me, but. They did it so well. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing about in Britain, there's a show called Gogglebox, and it's so so British and silly. It's just different families that they've chosen, and I guess a camera just sits on, yeah, at their TV, and they watch the every week's highlights, like the the latest show, the latest news, whatever. They watch it together, and they're just filmed, and the reactions are filmed, and it's so mundane. It's like very, it's a chill show, but it's so funny because each 
household, like they have different unique laughs and just comments. They're all different. It's really nice. But anyway, cool. they watched Hog Take Kill Us and it was the funnest thing I've ever watched because I had just watched the whole series and then watching them and all you see about eight different family people yeah. freaking out. The manliest of men just uh, like, ah. that's <laughs> it's awesome. so scary. That's cool. I'm trying to think what else scares me. And I do like watching scary things on Halloween, but I think there's something to be said for even family films that are centered around Halloween. I remember growing up, you know, watching things like Ernest Trick or Treat or Hocus Pocus. We mentioned in episode one, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. It's a great Halloween movie and a great November 1st movie for those listeners out there. Who yeah. Find something to bridge the gap between Halloween and Christmas. Um, speaking of bridging the gap, I've already heard this Friday comes out Christmas movies on TV. Oh, really? <laughs> So everything's yeah. I mean, November first can't really do it any earlier than that, right? Because everything's Halloween up until November first. Yeah, they're probably kicking it off with Nightmare Before Christmas. So before we start jingling all the way, oh, I'll be jingling uh, all the way through November. I thought it'd be fun to kind of go through some of the genres within either horror or even the spooky territory that we've waded into here all of October. And just to maybe cover some of our favorites from, I know if you're looking at supernatural horror films, you can kind of break them down. It's usually either a cool ghost story or there's vampires or there's zombies. Mm -hmm. Are there any, uh, you know, I I mean, maybe we'll dive into those genres specifically uh, down the road, but are there any that stand out to you? Um, Zombies, I would say... I really liked I Am Legend, but I guess that's not really zombie. You know what? It's a great, I, I actually put it in our list here, but I put it as zombies slash vampires because it's a great little oh, hybrid. Oh, yes. right? It is a hybrid. It kind of has the post-apocalyptic zombie feel, mm-hmm. but the actual creatures themselves act more like vampires, right? Yeah. Actually, nothing beats the beginning of Walking Dead. I don't watch it anymore, but the beginning few seasons, I think maybe the first two were very scary, very suspenseful. Oof. Yeah, I loved it. I wish, it's one of those shows I just wish I hadn't seen it and I could just watch it again. Yeah, it's a great show and I'm still kind of going with it, but not at the pace that the show's at. So mm-hmm. I kind of try to avoid spoilers and all that. Yeah. Um, I'm a couple seasons behind. Yeah. I think eventually I'm going to finish it. It's just one of those things that has gone on long, like you say, and there's so much other great content out there. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, when it comes to zombies, I gotta go back to the original, and that would be Night of the Living Dead in 1968. What is that? Yeah, that's right. It's a black and white. It's George J. Romero, and it's like really the classic zombie film that kind of launched a whole string of. Mm. I would say they've gotten really popular in sort of the 90s and 2000s, mm-hmm. but without George A. Romero kind of pumping out these zombie classics, like Your Dawn of the Dead, which was remade by Zack Snyder, mm-hmm. um, then we wouldn't have all these great zombie films, these of the deads that we like to watch yeah. around Halloween. Yeah. But my, you love the old ones. I, I don't, I just never find old ones scary. Well, I love them as movies. I just wouldn't, I'm not very scared, like up at night scared. Right. Well, I do like some of the modern ones. So Dawn of the Dead originally came out in 1978, but Zack Snyder redid it in 2004 with uh, actors such as Ving Rhames. And uh, that movie, when they're kind of trapped in the mall and there's zombies coming at them up from all angles, it's, yeah. I don't know, that's one of the scarier ones. Yeah, for, for sure. yeah. 
Oh yeah, World War Z. That was scary. Yeah, and then you've got your your vampire films. Yeah, I see that you included Twilight. Not not a scary movie. It's not, but I mean, some people might watch it around Halloween. I was trying to be a little inclusive because it is a franchise. It's not my cup of tea, but uh, I know. Didn't you read the? Oh yeah, it's definitely my. I think I was 13, 14 when the book came out. Loved it. Um, (laughs) But. I it's not a Halloween movie for me. It's more of a kind of rainy day movie. That's, yeah. Yeah. So it so it has the spooky element, but it's cozy as well. It's not scary. You know, it's it's funny. I see Twilight here, and it's 2008. I guess it came. It, those books sort of came out after Harry Potter. Right? Oh God, I was and, 16. Uh, oh no, no, the books came out earlier. Earlier, yeah. yeah. But uh, the movie franchise, anyways, 2008, and here I am. In episode one, I think you're trying to describe Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm like, are we talking about Twilight? I'm like, ah, that's not even 80s, 90s. Like, yeah, too late. Yeah. <laughs> now, Ian, what month is it? And what year is it? Well, we're now into November 1st of 2019. And what do you think I watched on the plane on the way to Spain? Ooh. Knowing that's the date. Did you watch Nightmare Before Christmas? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much. <laughs> so sly. No, I watched Blade Runner. So Amazing. I couldn't believe it. it uh, anyway, so... Ridley Scott class. Ridley Scott was guiding me to Spain after all our conversations about him. And I couldn't believe that that movie is futuristically set in November 2019. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I was sitting there, I'm watching it. Anyway, so I watched it, and for the first time, everyone... And, you know, I couldn't sleep because it was an overnight flight and I was having some wine. So I decided I'd just write down all my thoughts <laughs> while watching it for the very first time. That's amazing. <laughs> so we Blade go. Runner 1982. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. So I was surprised in that November 2019. <laughs> I'm just going to go with what I wrote and you can just interject anytime. Sure. Because it gets messy. So <laughs> if only they realized in 2019 no one would ever be smoking Doors, LOL. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, or that we might actually. Except in to... Vegas casino. Uh, yeah, yeah, true. Oh, yeah. How was the old Vegas? Vegas is always a good time. Oh, but what happens in Vegas? Is okay, Vegas. we move on. Um, yeah, they also didn't realize we might actually need to move to another planet. <laughs> I just thought so many things were so weird. The way that they were advertising a different planet. I was, that's a thing. Yeah, that's well, they're going to be a thing. And they're selling the drinks. Totally, it's so weird. And then. Uh, Light up umbrellas, like those light up balloons you get at concerts. Everything's accurate. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> it's such a cool, dark, dystopian future with all these neon lights. And yeah. It's such a cool world that Ruby Scott has built, right? Yeah. Oh, things get so dark. I, I've, this is probably three why he did it. So I'll let everyone know. And then I wrote, oh, did Ford get this role purely because of Star Wars? I don't know why I wrote that. Well, I mean, you know, like, that... he got his big break for sure. I think like, I was he... just thinking because it was very Star Warsy. Like he had American Graffiti, he had Star Wars. Um, he definitely that definitely launched him into an upper echelon of actors. And into do you think into like space genre? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, this is oh my god, they thought racism would be gone in twenty nineteen. How ironic. <laughs> Sorry, that was deep. Okay, going on. But it, there was a line. It was just basically acting as if. There's no racism in 2019. Oh, I wish. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One can only hope. Is that old guy the old man from Christmas with the Cranks? <laughs> <laughs> do you know the old man from Christmas with the Cranks? Yeah, I do. Actually. Is he in Blade Runner? Like the neighbor? 
Uh, let me just look that up. <laughs> uh, because I think I know who you're talking. I wrote, if Gaff doesn't want you, maybe you should be worried he's going to off you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Uh, what, this guy? Emmett Walsh? Yes, Emmett Walsh. And he was in A Christmas Carol, like one of the versions, I think. Yeah, that's a good call. Emmett Walsh in Christmas with the Cranks. And, uh, he... <laughs> Just because I can't wait for Christmas. <laughs> True. Well, I also I'd have to give a shout out to the late Rutger Hauer, who played Roy Batty, uh, the, the big bad in, the, in Blade Runner. Mm. Um, and he, his performance... He always puts out such great performances, but that's definitely one of his most memorable performances for me. And we just lost him this year. So. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, rest in peace. That was the main villain, right? Yeah. So Rutger Hauer uh, was born January 1944 and then passed in July 19th of this year, 2019. Rest in peace, Rutger Hauer. You uh, will be missed. LBW told me that he improvised, ad-libbed that entire last scene with holding the bird. Yeah, which would mean it's so real. And, yeah. You know, you, you really have a respect for what he can do. Totally. Oh, I wrote, he said, no, there's no housing shortage right now. I said, that's inaccurate. <laughs> and I right. love the score of the movie. Wow, that was really cool. Yeah, amazing score for sure. And then, <laughs> LOL, Harrison Ford drunk FaceTiming his crush. <laughs> it's like this video screen. Yeah. And he, like, he likes that girl. And he's like drunk. And he's like, hey. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's so accurate. So good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love this line. I think I'd be working at a place like this if I could afford a real snake. <laughs> you know when he's at the kind of burlesque show thing that's right yeah, yeah and she's got the snake around her oh yeah yeah and but he's like is that a real snake <laughs> yeah i think i'd be working in a place like this yeah right for a real snake which is oh, just so too like, good who wants a real snake okay wow blade runner i'm glad that you finally got around to watching that classic yeah and yeah just some other random stuff i felt like i was walking watching Chocolat in space, it got so romantic. <laughs> like, what is this? At the end, I wrote, I guess it's a poetic love story. At the end, yeah, you know what? Like, it's, it's definitely a multifaceted sci fi drama, if you will. It's pretty yeah. it's epic in my mind. Like, oh, it was, yeah, it was so epic. Like, I, in, the, in the way that I talk about alien kind of setting a precedent or a standard for uh, the horrors of space. Blade Runner definitely sets that dystopian future and makes it like a scary reality, which, you know, we're not quite there in 2019 now, now that we've caught up to November 2019, but you could definitely see how we could be heading down a dark path. Yeah, yeah. Such as that, right? So it's very, uh, very visionary from Ridley Scott. Well, yeah, and I, I wrote that they only spoke in cliches. Did you notice that? There was definitely, uh, like you said, poetic yeah, uh, nature yeah. to their their dialogue. But I guess that makes sense. Okay, what do you think of this? Edward Scissorhands meets Harry Potter. Ooh. <laughs> that's, uh, oh, that was a third wine-in comment. I don't think that's accurate at all. Let's just touch on that. <laughs> so you said Harry meets Harry Potter. So what about Blade Runner 1982 uh, made you think of Harry Potter? I wish I elaborated because I don't remember. I think it was so Edward Scissorhands. Oh no, I, I wrote it's like Star Wars meets Edward Scissorhands dot 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 meets Harry Potter. 
So I think the so Harry you, Potter was to You bunch. added that one. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait, we love Star Wars and Swiveling Rivalry. <laughs> we love Harry Potter. So I'm thinking Star Wars meets Edward Scissorhands and meets Harry Potter. The guy next to me is like, what is she doing? <laughs> oh, making the notes? I'm like, no, making notes about Blade Runner. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad that you took the initiative and jumped on that train. So I guess next up on our homework on that side of things would have to be Blade Runner 2049, which was a, yeah. Yeah, directed by Denis Villeneuve. And some people prefer it to the original. Really? Not, not my no, the original is epic. Yeah. But wait, so 20, when did they make that one? So 2049 came out just in, I think, 2017. 2017, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so, oh, okay, so that's... And we did, uh, actually, in my debut episode um, back in my day, we discussed Blade Runner and a bit of 2049. I know that Michael R. Power was talking about it as one of his favorites. So. Really? 2049? No, the original. Oh, original, yeah. yeah. No, it was great. It was a very good movie to watch in a plane. It was just kind of in a dark... It was dark as overnight flight. It was just very good vibe to get sucked into. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Sometimes watching things on planes, it can go either way, right? But uh, I'm glad you were able to get captured by it on the small screen. It was great. So, yeah, and how about you? Watched anything new, cool recently? Uh, well, just, as I said, Terminator from 1984. I definitely fit the spooky off theme. I'm uh, thinking, I mean, I can't wait for you to watch Joker. I would love to dive into that. that. Uh, yeah. But I think you nailed it with, so we, we mentioned Nightmare Before Christmas, now you're mentioning Blade Runner, both kind of fit the November I know, it's a 1st, uh, especially 2019. What else? So. It's, let's, we're going to work on this for you guys. Like, what is going to be a November November theme? Yeah, because we spent a whole month of October, and that was the other thing, too. Happy birthday, Chad Domi. Yeah, happy birthday, uh, November 1st, 1969. Our boy Ty Domi of the Toronto Maple Leafs, born in Windsor, Ontario. November 1st, 1967, Cool Hand Luke came out, starring Paul Newman, George Kennedy, and Strother Martin. The Beatles' Abbey Road album goes number one in the U.S. and stays number one for 11 weeks. Also November 1st, 1994, Chicago Bulls retire basketball superstar Michael Jordan's jersey, number 23, in a two-hour ceremony. At the United States. 1997 on November 1st was a huge premiere from our boy James Cameron. That would be. Every night in my dreams, I see you. I feel you. Woo! And again, once again, not going to stop you there. That's amazing. So yeah, James Cameron with our boy Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Kate Winslet. Oh. Huge film. Duo of all time. Mention them up top with The Terminator and T2 Judgment Day. Of course, Aliens in 1986, but he kept rolling and can't forget about True Lies. 1997 with Titanic. And then, of course, now he's on to his Avatar films. But uh, to sort of finish off the housekeeping sentiment, I just wanted to give a shout out to LBW and Uncle Dennison P., uh, for giving us uh, much-needed feedback and uh, helping us with the fact checks along the way. I wanted to recap all of October uh, going over our Squibbing Rivalry score. Oh, so, no. Because we're going to head into our Squibbing Rivalry segment. 
But I just thought I'd show you. Now we were tied for all intents and purposes. We didn't nail any of the years. We were tied at uh, four apiece. But you did serve me that softball on my birthday for for Star Wars, which gave me Why two did I do that? two bonus points in October. But hey, it was my birthday present from your Texas. <laughs> I forgot so, the very name of our podcast, Rivalry. That's right. So 6-4 uh, in the month of October, but we're going to start off with November heading into the next segment. Ooh. Squibbling Rivalry. 6-4. God. <laughs> <laughs> I need your deck. This is a bad one, the worst yet. There was an escape from the off-world colonies two weeks ago. Six replicants, three male, three female. They slaughtered 20... A Blade Runner's job is to hunt down replicants. Manufactured humans you can't tell from the real thing. What's this? Roy Batty, probably the leader. There was just one outfit making replicants that superhuman. The Terrell Corporation. Dr. Eldon Tyrell. I don't get it, Tyrell. Commerce is our goal here at Tyrell. More human than human is our motto. Welcome back, and we're into our first squibbling rivalry segment of November 2019. Are we going to roll two mm-hmm. for Blade Runner? <laughs> Give me an easy another uh, softball no, here. Because no, because no more softballs ever. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to scrub this, but I love to do that. Oh, oh yeah, true. Okay, don't don't no looking, Walter. There are so many easy ones for you. I'm not giving you those. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. You better think, think, think about what you're trying to do to me. Oh, freedom, freedom, freedom. Wow, I'm just gonna let you keep going. That was that was amazing. <laughs> but our own, uh, you know what? I'm I'm drawing a blank, so maybe you can start describing the plot. Okay, Dan Aykroyd. Okay, are we? Matt. Okay. Sunglasses. Yeah. Well, when you said Dan Aykroyd, I immediately thought of the Blues Brothers. You got it. <laughs> now, I know they did one a sequel uh, with John Belushi's brother Jim Belushi. That sequel was called Blues Brothers 2000, but the original. That's got to be the 80s. So I'm going to guess 1984. It's actually, I rolled a 20, 1980. Wow. Old. It is old. Yeah, because, you know, we, we mentioned some of my favorites already on Swimming Rivalry, including The Empire Strikes Back, The Shining, as well as Caddyshack. I'm surprised I didn't mention Blues Brothers. That's got to be somewhere up on that list. But yeah, is that something that you have fond memories of? Actually, LBW showed it to me. I never had seen it before. And so, yes, fond memories. Um, I Aretha Franklin was amazing in that movie. Um, And on the beach in a town called North Bear, which was near Edinburgh, that we used to visit, someone's house, like that was right on the beach, they had huge statues of Blues Brothers, like human-sized. Just sitting on their bench outside, it was, it was always kind of... That's so cool. Right? Yeah, that's one of those movies where it's a classic comedy. It's got great music. The soundtrack mm-hmm. is amazing. And then it's got that epic car chase. 
Oh, the car chase, but my favorite is the the church scene. Okay. Like, all the wild. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So much fun. Such a good movie. Well, that was a great choice. And I guess it's my turn to roll. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see what we can do here. Okay, I've rolled my D20, and we're looking at a classic year, another classic. And the only hint, it might be a hard one. There's no more softballs here at School of Reality. But the only hint I'm going to start off with is Christmas movies. Um, How about... Wait, wait, wait. Okay, just the hint is the Christmas movie, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... With a question mark. Oh, with a question mark. Die Hard. Ah! <laughs> And there's no question about it. No question about it. I mean, that that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. I'm not going to go heavy into this debate over Die Hard as a Christmas movie. I scratch my head every time. When it came out over social media as one of those talking points and people were siding one way or the other, you get to choose what you watch around the holidays. And we've been watching Die Hard ever since we had a DVD player on, around Christmas. It was our first, I remember the, the trilogy was our first DVD set. We got it around the holidays, and we watched it on the holidays every year. We watched the original pretty much every year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we started watching it. Um, yeah, it's definitely a Christmas movie. I don't care what you all say. That's right. However. So the original Die Hard, do you, do you remember it? Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it's obviously Argyle. With her shoulder pads. And everyone's name. Walter Peck. Yeah. Okay, so I think it's late 80s. Definitely with the style. I think 87. Okay, you are notorious for getting it super close. Uh, but we're looking for 1988. Oh. Yeah. Oh, one year? Yeah, one year away. I mean, that was a great year. I um, Easily my favorite movie that came out of that year. And again, another classic that we like to watch around the holidays. Now, again, not gonna touch too hard on this debate quote-unquote debate but uh, i think most people have problem picturing it as a christmas movie because of the gratuitous violence however when you do watch the movie you're constantly reminded of that christmas theme and it does have a happy ending mm-hmm. so and it's just one of those ones we love to watch around each year around december christmas time alan rickman i know rest in peace love him with all always loving alan rickman's contributions to film yeah now everyone don't get too worried we're not gonna bombard you with christmas thing in november i know some people hate that well how lucky was that that i rolled 1988 <laughs> so we could kind of kick off the conversation but yeah we're not going to spend too much time on christmas until we get a little bit closer and december is not only going to be dominated by christmas themes really? it's also going to be dominated by star wars themes Oh, so yeah. and that's starting in November as well, as early as The Mandalorian on November 12th. Mm-hmm. So, there's going to be lots of Star Wars coming your way, there's going to be some Christmas coming your way. We have sort of just passed through our spooky off, but you know, we're horror fans, so I'm sure horror movies up, will sure. come up from time to time. But uh, we want to thank you again for listening. We hope you like the the great picks of movies that we've, we've been pulling out to talk about with you guys. Yeah, and uh, feel free to email us, um, squibblingrivalry at outlook.com, to mm-hmm. let us know if there are any movies you want covered on the show mm-hmm. or if there's any topics that you think that would be relevant. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Thanks again. Adios. Thank you.